0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more.
1: The challenge for the actor is to use sense memory of childhood trauma.
0: You're listening to Smashed from The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. I'm Mo Brady. And I'm Aaron Albano. All day, baby. <laughs>
1: your umbrella. Mumble
0: your word. Welcome back, listeners, to our tongue in cheek recap of what is television's most detailed depiction of the theater industry. And yes, we're still talking about Smash, the NBC series that aired from 2012 to 2013.
1: Smash was also an incredible glimpse at the theater community in the early 2010s, as many of the show's writers, actors, and dancers were played by real Broadway performers with real Broadway cred.
0: But Aaron and I wanted to go back in time to see how the show has weathered. The show famously didn't land with a wide audience, but can re-watching the series help us understand why? So let's dive in and talk about Season 1, Episode 11, The Movie Star. Aaron, give us the stats.
1: Okay, Mo. The Movie Star premiered on April 16th, 2012. It was written by Julie Rottenberg and Eliza Zuritsky and directed by Trisha Brock. Again, shout out to an all-female team.
0: It's Women's History Month, baby. Oh, perfect.
1: Yay. The episode was viewed by 5.95 million viewers. Down again, man. This episode had three featured songs total, though one could argue that that spoken word version of Let Me Be Your Star could count for half. Wow. Less. Less. <laughs> <laughs> the other two were one original song by Shamina Whitman called Dig Deep, and a cover of Our Day Will Come by Ruby and the Romantics. And what happens in this episode, Mo? Everyone in the bombshell rehearsal room is a buzz about movie star Rebecca Duvall, especially
0: her new understudy, Karen Cartwright. But as the company sits down in her first sing through of Let Me Be Your Star, they realize she's not a vocalist like Karen or Ivy Lynn. You see, everyone said she could sing, but nobody on the bombshell team bothered to check firsthand. (laughs) Therefore, Eileen asks Derek, Tom and Julia to come up with constructive solutions, one of which is Derek advocating for bringing Ivy back into the show just in case they need her. All that Karen can wonder is what Ivy's return will mean for her. But once Rebecca showcases her ineptitude, Ivy and Karen begin to conspire together. Ivy teases Karen, prodding her that you're counting the minutes until she implodes, and if you're not, you're in the wrong business. Rebecca Duval confides in Derek that she wishes Bombshell could delve into the story of Marilyn with a little less singing and dancing. Oof. The writers try adding a short scene for her at the actor's studio, but she is still perplexed by the idea that the character would break into song. Eileen advocates for Rebecca, demanding a new extra-long scene for her Marilyn. Eileen imparts an old adage to Assistant Ellis, keep your friends close, celebrities closer, and their assistants even closer still. For Eileen, this includes Rebecca Duval and her many, many, many ideas for script revisions. But in a late night work session with the creative team, Rebecca turns out to be surprisingly candid about her own limitations, asking for keys to be lowered and ballads to be cut. Based on the collegial session, there's a new jazzy version of Dig Deep that adds references to Stanislavski, childhood trauma, and Sigmund Freud, everyone's favorite musical topics. <laughs> At a screening of Rebecca Duval's new movie... Ivy and Karen talk about their hot-headed boyfriends and catch each other sneaking out of the boring movie. They share a laugh, followed by Ivy announcing, she's annoying, she stole our part, we hate her, let's go drinking. <laughs> After a few, Ivy tells Karen, when Rebecca Duval goes down, everything's up for grabs. You're going to have to pry that part from my cold dead hands. Oof. In other news, Julia and her separated husband Frank come together to get their son to improve in calculus. Ellis gets caught trying to pull one over on Rebecca Duval's assistant, and Tom's date with chorus-crush Sam stops short of physical intimacy because he's old-fashioned and believes in God. <sighs>
1: So much to unpack. So much, I love the meanwhile part at the end. No,
0: it's just, I mean, they're they're, they're the characters that get cut for season two, so, except for Sam. The show has decided they are not interested in them. And so I have also decided that I (laughs) am not interested in them. Perfect, perfect. All right,
1: favorite ensemblist moments, Aaron? Actually, one of my favorite moments is, I think it's at the bar at the premiere. Phillip's Mm -hmm. Faith as Dennis. They're they're talking about. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. They're talking about how Rebecca is is saying there should be less singing and dancing. Yeah, in the they're cut,
1: app. and she wants to cut all the musical numbers. And he basically says, if there are no musical numbers, what happens to us? Which I thought the same exact thing. I also loved when Ivy and Karen are chilling in in the bar, not watching the movie. Oh yes. Can I tell you? I think this is their best relationship when they're act- oh, for sure. when they're not actually fighting, but they're like. Mm-hmm friendly fighting, I feel like that's the clearest and most authentic relationship that quote-unquote rivals have in our business, where there's not this actual, real, ugly animosity between actors, Mm. but it's this, you and I are up for the same thing. I hope you get it, but I hope I get it more.
0: Oh yeah, they like talk about the numbers and they're like, I could do this number in this scene with my eyes closed. Yeah, like, they they're openly
1: like- talk about their strengths and weaknesses and li- not, maybe not their weaknesses. They jokely and gleefully talk about their rivalry, not in love, cause love is too strong, but like- No, it's not personal. It's not in a, it's not in a vicious, like malicious way. We finally seen them become two peers playfully wanting the same part, but not holding it against each other. And that's great. And I think that's that. Well, that's I think hell- part of it is also that
0: neither of them has the part at this point. Yeah. Versus before, it was always Ivy's part or and Karen was going to get it from her. Or, you know, at the beginning of the series, it was nobody's part. Um oh, This is the okay. first time we've seen it
1: not be either of their parts. So the lack of stakes allows them to be adults about the whole thing (laughs) right
0: huh what did you think about the number dig deep this is the Stanislavsky. oh yeah number
1: um out of all the numbers we've now seen from bombshell Mm -hmm. they all kind of feel the same is that bad
0: no i think they do all feel the same because they're all serving the same purpose in smash and so they're all sort of hitting the same notes Yes, in the television series, and so there's very little uh, energetic difference in the numbers. Um, What did you think of the performances in Dig Deep?
1: First off, Manny Herrera is one of my favorite dancers, the original Chistery (laughs) in Wicked, and in that number he gives this gorgeous 540. A 540 is a dance move where you jump off of one leg, kick both legs, and then land on the same leg. I think I described that correctly. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Topped only by Bobby's apparent front walkover off the platform. See,
0: Wes Taylor has tricks, and he doesn't want you to know it because he doesn't want to be pegged as a dancer. But Wesley Taylor is a fucking dancer.
1: Was that him? I think so. That's that's impressive. I had no idea. I
0: have no—I mean— do you know of anywhere else in the Smash catalog where we have a dance double? And why would we have a dance double for Bobby? Like just give it to another dance. Well,
1: that's what I'm right? saying. I literally was like, I'm not aware of dance of Wes's dance background. I was mm-hmm. like, did Wes just do a front walkover off of a platform in a Josh Pergoss piece? Yes. Or did someone did we just have a dance double in the middle of Smash?
0: No, it's Wes Taylor. Wes Taylor has tricks you don't even know.
1: I'm floored. I am so impressed. Good job, Wes. Did you have any? No, I thought the number was dumb. Oh, great. <laughs> cool, 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 I said
0: thought it was dumb. You know, and, and I think you hit on why. There's no reason for it. These are just sort of songs about things that don't drive the plot forward. And I'm, ti- I'm sort of tired of those yeah. kinds of songs. They all really feel the same, and, they all, and none of them are developing the characters. Yeah. Like, they even did this in Smash, right? They had all the note cards, right? And you storyboard the story you want to tell, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got a start and a beginning, and sometimes things move around. But basically, you know at the beginning, there's going to be like 20 moments we're going to get to in the show. Mm-hmm. One would think you would do that with a television series. However, it really feels like they're making up Smash as they go along. Yeah. There's like very grand swaths of arc yeah. that are happening in the season, but mostly they're making it up as they go along. Yeah. We're going to see it next week with this Bollywood number you did. Like, you? It's like, it is such a non sequitur,
1: yeah. this Bollywood well, especially, number. Especially, I mean, like, can we talk about Dev for like a split second? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Dev. When did he become this horrible sleaze at the top of the season and the pilot? He was this beautiful Indian man who mm-hmm. loved his girlfriend, who was Utterly supportive of his girlfriend and wanted everything in the world for her. So much so that he would stand up to her parents and say, this is what she's meant to do. Fast forward 11 episodes and now he's asking her whether she'd leave New York for him because he would do it for her or just bailing on a date that they had and then not being at... Because he didn't start out that way. If slash when, spoiler alert, if slash when they self-destruct I don't know who I'm supposed to think whose fault it is.
0: Oh, I I think I know. It's supposed you're all the theater people are garbage people. So it's supposed to be Karen's yeah, fault. Yeah, they're the alcoholics. They're the cheaters. They're the competitive ones, right? Yeah. And so she's being sucked into this world of theatrical mayhem.
1: So theoretically, we're supposed to believe that she's the reason they fall apart, and yet no, I because I I remember like in this episode when. Karen finds out that he's not the press secretary and then confronts him about it. Karen's laying into him and Dev says, you seem to be more upset not knowing than the actual news. And then she backs up and is like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, you lied to your girlfriend. You yeah. didn't tell her. And now you're like making her feel bad. And that and it's so. And then, and then is hanging it over her head. Yeah. You used to be so great. You used to be wonderful. You used to be what we all wanted.
0: I have some questions about the Rebecca Duval relationship to this production. Oh, sure. Speaking of the series Smash putting its energy in the wrong place, like, why did we never see her audition? Like, why didn't we see anybody hearing her sing and being like, oh, she's terrible, but we have to hire her anyway? Oh, sure. I
1: mean, she was clearly a direct hire. But isn't the case, and
0: it, correct me if I'm wrong, I think what happens, even when a celebrity is offer only, they still will often be asked to do what's called a work session, which is like sitting down with the director and talking about the role, and maybe they'll sing a little, but it's like a very low-stakes audition.
1: Oh, yeah, at the very least. This felt like the first time they all they met They all her. met her, yes, because at the very least, someone of a caliber will meet with the director, meet with the producer, meet with somebody, even just to, like, mm-hmm. talk about the production. None of that was happening here.
0: It was so weird. It's such a weird way to talk about our industry. Like, we don't audition people if they're mo- I don't know.
1: I mean, it, it did It did produce possibly one of my favorite moments in this episode. That spoken word, Let Me Be Your Star. The amount of shock that was on everyone's face. Oh, it was so fun to watch. <laughs> it that. was.
0: And Uma Thurman's doing a very good job of being a bad singer.
1: Because Uma Thurman's fantastic.
0: Hot take. <laughs> uma thurman is good yeah but that being said i really like the way that they treat rebecca i actually feel like the compassion they have for that character yeah in that scene where she's like i can't sing that i need you to lower the keys i need this to not be a ballad i know what you i know why you've hired me and so i need you to help me play to my strengths I thought that's one of the most compassionate and realistic depictions of an
1: artist we've seen in the series. She has this self-awareness and ability to express her faults and express her shortcomings. Ivy could never do that. And when she was asked to do that, she couldn't. She fell apart because she had to prove that she had no faults. I feel like that's where we see that, like, oh, despite... Rebecca not being equipped to do the role, she has the presence and a, and confidence to be able to do the role because she can have those conversations with the director instead of Ivy, who's... Would never have those no, conversations. No, because she has to prove that she's the best. Here's a question.
0: Huh? Would a star like Rebecca Duval get that much creative control over a script? Like, she's really coming in
1: oh, to yeah. a show
0: that is is not complete, but is, like, on its way and saying, like... No, let's change this, let's change this, let's change this. Oh
1: yeah. I have been in shows where there where there is that energy of collaboration where the creative team asks actors what they think about the show. I think it's a really great
0: No, are you talking about like, show me your tricks and let's add
1: your tricks into the no. song? Or are you no you're yeah, talking I'm about? I'm talking like... about storytelling feedback. When I was doing Allegiance, when I first got the workshop before we even got in the rehearsal room. The creative team just wanted us all to come over to somebody's house and read through the script. They had made some changes and they wanted some people to read it before we even started in rehearsal. Everybody else had done the show previously in San Diego, but myself and another woman were the new people in the cast. So they, want, they invited all of us to just listen. It was fascinating. Afterward, Stafford, our director, Stafford Arima, was like, if you guys have any thoughts, please reach out. And, and, and I had a lot of thoughts. <laughs> and I reached out to my friend Telly being like, yo, I'm the new guy. Am I really able to call up Stafford <laughs> and like say, here's what's wrong with your show? And Telly was like, you actually can. This creative team is so collaborative. This creative team is so welcoming for feedback that you actually probably could. Up to that point, I had been in rooms where it was very much like the Smash Room, where it was like the acting company is the acting company and you do whatever's on the page, but you have no creative license or creative input to what's going on that page. There
0: might be changes, but those are happening in another room. They're being decided on in another room and then someone's giving you pages and saying, here is
1: something to Yeah, we're the guinea pigs. And so I emailed Stafford. He wanted to make a call. We talked for like an hour and a half. And the first day at rehearsal, it was wild, the amount of hit of my feedback he, they all took into the script. My mind was blown. I don't think this exists in Smash, because this the room that is set up and the creative team that is set up on this show is not a collaborative team. The fact that it's more jarring when Rebecca comes in is more a statement on the creative team than it is on the star.
0: Do you think that the series has an ideal Marilyn in its head right now? Do you think it's trying to say that Karen would be the best Marilyn or Ivy would be the best Marilyn or Rebecca would be the best Marilyn? Is it trying to stack the deck? Huh. I think here's where I go, go, go. go. Here's what I think. I think the series thinks Karen is the ideal Marilyn in part because of what I said before about it describing all theater people as heathen, alcoholic competitors. Sure. And two, when we see Derek's fantasy sequences or whatever whatever those those things are, whatever it is when he's like seeing, he He sees sees, Karen as Marilyn. Mm -hmm. And so that's like the the end goal. We see what he's imagining in the end. We
1: see his ideal future for the show. Mm -hmm. See, I would say the show at this point, I agree with you. Absolutely. Karen is the ideal Marilyn. Speaking as a person has not who doesn't know the rest of the show, if we're fast forwarding to the end of the show, if we do know the 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 series as a whole, I think who we end up with is the ideal Marilyn, but she wasn't ready yet. That I'll I'll give you all of that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you all.
0: Yeah, I love that you say. I think a spoiler on Smash on a Smash <laughs> recap series years is later. like a thing. Sorry. Yeah. All right, special thanks to Aaron Albano for joining us for this mini series. Joining us for this mini series, that is saying it lightly. You are the, the life's blood, the dragon harp beating wow. behind Smashed, Aaron I'm Albano, so honored. Thank you. The <laughs> ensembles was produced today by Mimo Brady and by me, Aaron Albano. True that. to keep up to date with next week's recap please be sure to watch episode 12 of smash entitled publicity oh yeah this is the one that you're on oh god it's happening it's happening, it's happening. we I- get to watch we get to watch air <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh
0: keep stay with us folks uh, you could find smash episodes on either the nbc app or at nbc.com
1: Are you enjoying the Smash miniseries? Let us know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, especially if you're clamoring for us to recap season two. You can also download previous episodes of Smash or find other great Ensemblist miniseries wherever you get your podcasts or at broadwaypodcastnetwork.com. And be
0: sure to follow the Ensemblist on Instagram or at our website where we share the stories of talented artists working in Broadway ensembles. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Until
1: next time. Until
0: next time, when it's Aaron.
1: Ew.